0: And so I've created a brand new Visionary Retreat Leaders Checklist. This is pure gold, folks. This is all stuff that I have learned through my own planning processes over the last 10 years that I've been delivering retreats. So if you want to get your hands on a copy, it's absolutely free. You can go to my website, www.theallisonk.com. Click on the Can Work With Me icon, Work With Me, which is on the left-hand side if you go to my website and click it and you start scrolling down the page, and there'll be a pop-up window that will appear, and you can just put your email address in, and we'll be glad to send it to you. So make sure you take advantage of this. This is an amazing free offer. This is worth its weight in gold, and quite honestly, I see a lot of people charging a lot of money for the stuff that I'm just giving to you for free. So Go get your hands on it. I would love to get your feedback, see what you think, but definitely take it as a free gift from me because I really believe in over-delivering and over-sharing and I just want you to be able to have it so that you can start using it and planning your own retreats and events. So take advantage. I would love to hear what you think. I'm Allison Kaczkowski, otherwise known as The Allison K. I'm a fitness innovator and entrepreneur turned business mentor and retreat master. A client experience is more than just making the sale for the transaction. A client experience is about how it's put together so that clients can receive amazing real transformation. Here, you'll hear all about how the industry leaders are creating amazing experiences. I'm always going to give it to you straight because I know your time is valuable. Are you ready? Let's get into the show. Welcome to this week's edition of Creating the World's Best Client Experiences. I'm Alison Kaczkowski, your host. I am super excited that you're joining me again on this Thursday so that I can chat with another amazing business owner. Today, my guest is Leslie Martine. She is a certified life coach, has her own coaching practice, but she also has her hands in some other things as well. And we're going to have a really cool conversation around change in general. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Allison. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely. So please introduce yourself first before we get into you know, what we're going to be chatting about. I tell my audience a little bit about you, a little bit about your background, um, and exactly what you do on a day-to-day basis.
1: Absolutely. So uh, my name is Leslie Martine, and I am a certified life coach. So I started a coaching practice as an online business um, two years ago during the pandemic. To really help high achievers, primarily those who've been through some adversity and are on the other side of that now and just want more for themselves in their lives, um, whether they're looking to make a change or just some tweaks um, to find ways to be more calm, more connected, more confident. A lot of the people that I have worked with over the course of my career have been kind of anxious high achievers. So, um, you know, I identify with that as well, so I think I'm well suited to help them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of my current pursuit, and I will say also for the past 15 years, I have been running a holistic based counseling center in the state where I live, um, working with people to help them once they have experienced that adversity. So, a lot of trauma counseling. That kind of thing. And I wanted to provide a way for people to have some support once they were through that, where there's maybe not issues um, that you would bring to a therapist, but you still want more for yourself. I see.
0: Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. So you really get to take a look literally behind the scenes with people, you know, for people who say something isn't working, it doesn't feel right. I feel like I just I'm um, I want more I don't know what that looks like and you really help them to you're really able to help them kind of get behind the scenes of that it sounds like.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think most of my clients are pretty savvy individuals so if yeah. they knew what was holding them back already they'd be, yeah. you know they'd be on that. Yeah. Um so we do. We get behind the scenes. We get at what some of those subconscious thoughts or beliefs are. We get into sometimes the neurobiology of the brain and how to adjust that, especially if you're someone who's been conditioned to maybe a more hyperreactive response because of your past conditioning and how mm-hmm. to calm that down.
0: Okay, I see. So so tell me then a little bit about why do people come and work with you? I mean, we've touched yeah. on that a little bit, but let's go into that a little bit more.
1: Sure. So, um they may be struggling in some area of their life. So, for example, maybe um I'm thinking of a client who told me the reason she wanted to work with me was she felt that she was too sensitive. Mm-hmm. So, other people, her coworkers, friends, um family members, they may say or do something that she would interpret as it either being her fault or her job to fix. So, there was a lot of unclear boundaries there were people pleasing tendencies she was the first to say i have a pretty good life but mm-hmm. she just wasn't maybe enjoying it as much as she could be on a daily basis so something like right. that would be a reason um uh, you know other reasons might be if you are find that you're really reactive or prone to a lot of overthinking and you know that you're overthinking but you just don't know how to turn it off or stop to calm Mm -hmm. down, to relax. So that might show up as, you know, maybe you're going off on people at work or maybe at the end of the day, you're with your family and you're wanting to be there with them, but you don't feel really present and you're Mm -hmm. not able to like enjoy that because you just can't get out of your head. You don't necessarily feel connected, um, those kinds of things. And then others, you know, would be those people that want some sort of a change in their life. They Mm -hmm. either want to start a relationship or maybe personal pursuit or a fitness goal or something that Mm -hmm. they, you know, haven't, they want to do it, but there's some reason they haven't started or haven't been consistent.
0: Yeah. They're just procrastinating or putting things off or telling themselves it's too hard or whatever else. Right.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think With my client base, with the the trauma background, I think a lot of times it's people have been through a lot and they Mm get to a place where things are stable and good. And the prospect of creating a change, again, intentionally, even if it's something they want, is scary. Like they don't want to rock the boat. Experience that roller coaster of emotions that they had before when things were really difficult. And that can take some... Yeah. Um, some real work to to differentiate, you know, yeah. what was true then from what what the situation is now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. So so I know that um, there's probably any number of ways to help people get results. Um. I know sure. you have a specific process that you use and you kind of lean on your counseling background quite a bit, which makes the life coaching kind of a natural fit for you. Um, but I'm curious, yeah. I would love to hear a little bit more about how you have your businesses structure, because I know you have two businesses. You do the counseling center and your coaching practice, which I know yeah. a lot of people started doing that during the pandemic because, well, we were at home and we could, right? And there were people that needed right. it too. So I'm just, sure. I'm curious from your perspective first, before we talk about the actual client experience, like how you managed to structure that.
1: Yeah. Well, um, the Counseling Center I've had for many, many years. So that was pretty much established and up and running. Um, The main shift that we had to do during the pandemic there was to figure out how to work remotely. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have systems in place there in terms of the intake process and how clients can schedule. And um, most of that is done through websites and therapy locators, and right? Then right. I write that kind of thing. So that's, that's how a that set
0: schedule. Happen. It sounds like those are like set hours or are they just yes, hours? And then I years? have
1: different clinicians that, you know, everybody maintains their own caseload and I have an intake coordinator that does the scheduling and the payroll and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. um, I am still running and doing many of those administrative tasks, but their systems in place and a lot of it is yeah. automated at yeah. this point right yeah so th- during the pandemic when i launched the coaching practice that was like a whole new ball game for me totally. um, because th- it's very different way of kind of connecting with an audience using social media platforms in a way that i hadn't been doing for my counseling center before so having to learn um those things and then mm-hmm. really yeah get my name out there in a much broader sphere because people may be on Google looking for life coaching, um, but not in the same way that they might be looking for like anxiety or trauma counseling and then put in the zip code where they live. Yeah. Right. And then yeah. there's locators
0: that will generate. Yeah, because of- there's lots of life coaches out there. So there's I would think life like coaches. leaning Absolutely. into your niche and like what makes you you know unique and different is really key to helping you get the right kind of client.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I do think, so I work in both capacities really holistically. And I think that's one of the things that sets me apart as a counselor and also as a coach, because uh-huh. I just, I was brought up with that kind of very holistic model. And then I sought that out in my education, my postgraduate work and have really honed in. So I really look at people from that whole context physically, mentally, emotionally, relationally, spiritually, what is going on with someone. Mm-hmm. And I know that when we have one area out of balance, like it's going to show up in other totally. places. Totally. It always does. Right.
0: Right. And so right. it's
1: really important to work on all of those together. And so, you know, it is a lot of mindset work. Yes. Because I think our our brain controls so much. Absolutely. With or without it's right our knowledge. right the center
0: of all of it. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: Right. Um, But we need those other pieces as well. And um, so that I think that is one of the things that really makes my work unique is just I've got a good grasp on each of those components.
0: Yeah. Well, and I I think you've really hit on something here and I want to explore this next. I feel like this whole concept of holistic change. First of all, I think holistic is a word that's thrown around a lot online. I think I, I agree people throw it around like it's a commodity, like you can just go to the grocery store or the or whatever, and there it is in a box on the shelf, right? It's like right. it's a word that's just used a lot, and I'm not exactly, and I and it's one of those words that I think has multiple different meanings to people. So I'm curious from a coaching perspective, from kind of from your coaching angle, you know, yeah. tell me what holistic change means to you.
1: Okay. So I think the best way I can explain it is that I consider all humans, we are multifaceted. Mm -hmm. We are not just one, you know, one set of thoughts and behaviors and feelings Mm -hmm. that may change from moment to moment. And Mm -hmm. so there are nuances there. And gaining an understanding and an appreciation of who we are in one situation, how we think, how those thoughts impact the feelings that we experience, what those feelings may drive in terms of our actions or not, how those actions may impact our relationships. Like that is what makes up our life uh-huh. moment by moment. And yeah. so, from m- the model that I use, addresses each of those to really help empower people. I would say the easiest. Kind of the most simplistic way I can explain it to show up in those moments as their authentic self, how they want being genuine without having a lot of the background chatter, right? Because Mm -hmm, we might have a desire and then we have a voice inside that's like, but you can't do that, or you're not good enough, or people are going to judge you, right? And so those things can compete. Yeah. And we want to work on that all together to unpack it so that people are being really intentional and in feeling a sense of power in their lives instead mm-hmm. of these things are dictated for me or by someone else
0: yeah okay well i just i like that because i feel like like i said the word holistic is just kind of like a very loose term to some people and i feel like you know most coaches have can give can give a textbook definition of what it is but to really be able to explain it in an eloquent way that really aligns with your work, I think is really key, I think.
1: Yeah. So my model that I use is called Prime. And really, it's like P for physical, M for mental. um, Well, I went out of order there, but the R is for relationship. And then the I is like the integrative um, an intuitive part of ourselves or that's the spiritual component mm-hmm. and then the ease the emotional component and we work on all of them and so for example when we're maybe I use that an example of like working on boundaries with someone that may involve like a physical limit or a boundary that we put in place yeah for the service of that relationship but then there's a intuitive or integrative component mm-hmm. where the person might, check in with themselves of like, what do I want this to, like, what feels good for me? Where, where do I want that boundary to be? And then obviously the mental piece of that boundary is, how am I going to think about that in words? How am I going to yeah. communicate that to the right. other person?
0: Yeah. So and there, the there's a lot of overlap there with all of them. Right. So yeah. like,
1: that's just one example of how anything yeah. that we're doing has those holistic pieces as part of it.
0: Yeah. No, I I like that. I think that's very simple. And I think that is probably something that would really, really make you stand head and shoulders over some of the others because prime is just an easy word. It just kind of like rolls off your tongue. And I think when people hear that, I think it would just get their attention. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about how you serve your clients because obviously I think most people listening to the show, um, you know, wherever they are, can identify or sort of have an idea what a counseling practice might be like. I mean, your Mm -hmm. standard one-on-one, most of the time in person, but also now virtual, thanks to the pandemic, that probably hasn't really changed, right? But I'm curious about how you work with clients in your coaching practice, like what the actual experience looks like. I know you do one-on-one work for that too. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Absolutely. Okay, so my current um program is structured as a 6-month program and it mm-hmm. has a couple different components. So there's the the meetings that are one-to-one, they're about an hour. We do it just like you and I are meeting today over yeah. Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um because I find that there's just so much more flexibility there. We're not tied to a location. I can really work with anyone no matter where they are. They don't have to be based in my state or be coming into my brick and mortar office. Mm -hmm. Um, So we do meet online and we start off with just kind of like a general life assessment. I call it kind of like, let's take the temperature of where we are and get a baseline. And then while I do have the process and You know, that I use with each client, what the goals are really determined by the individual client and what they're looking to create in their lives. And I, you know, I have the, I guess, the benefit at the moment of being able to do that, to be able to really work with somebody one on one. Mm -hmm. So we do that for three weeks out of the month. And then I have something that I call an integration week. And Mm -hmm. that's a period where we don't meet. Um, during that time. But you have a chance to kind of work on, dive a little bit deeper, integrate some of the things that we have been discussing over the prior weeks during that month to get a deeper understanding. Because I know what life is like. And if we don't, you know, we can keep getting new information, but if we don't have time to really assimilate that and process it, sometimes it doesn't get implemented as strongly as it could. So That was an important component. Um, And some of the feedback I've gotten from current clients is I didn't really understand what that was in the beginning. I thought it was kind of wonky or stupid or silly. Or we're like, like, we're just taking a week off.
0: Right. 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 Yeah.
1: So I encourage, you know, if you've got the time blocked off on your calendar, like just use that hour to do this. But yeah, I mean, after the fact, some of them have been like, that was really helpful to have that time. Well, but, you know, change
0: change is not real easy. You know, and and we get good. One easy. of the things I always say is we get really good at what we do often. And when we keep doing the same things, you know, we just get better at doing those same things. So right. I think when you're doing any kind of deep transformative work or work that really impacts how you operate on a day-to-day basis, which is really what you're doing, then yeah. you know, having that time to really implement or integrate to use your word is probably it's really, really helpful. I don't hear a lot of coaches talking about that, right? And yeah. it's
1: something that I just know from my own life that sometimes things don't happen on the time frame that I think they should or that yeah. I want them to, right? Yeah. Especially when making a change, because yeah. I need to be with it, sit yeah. with it, yeah. You know, like whatever, take walks with it. That's what I like to do. I like to take walks, and I process during that time. And, you know, it might occur to me in a different way.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and so in the three weeks then that you work with your clients, I'm assuming you meet with them once a week. Yep. In person or virtual or both? It's all virtual. All virtual. Okay. Do you do any, any in-person one-on-one at all? Other than your counseling Um, practice? With
1: the counseling I do, I have a handful of clients that really do want to come in. And there are some types of therapy that I think are maybe, you know, I'm a bit more comfortable doing them in person. Um, I also think depending on the client, you know, some people do better in person as well. But for the most part, I have had great success with my counseling clients that transitioned over to telehealth, many of them don't want to come back into the yeah. office. They're yeah. getting just as much yeah. out of it online. Um, yeah. I use a different platform for that because I need to be HIPAA completely totally. secure yeah, I for, for counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the coaching, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not opposed to meeting someone in person, but I find that it it tends to work really well schedule wise, and you know, I work with people that are based in different states and things, so it wouldn't make sense to make them come in every week for, mm-hmm. um, yeah. for meetings. Yeah. Although Good. if I have clients that are based locally, of course we can go for a walk in the park and do our session that way, or meet in a coffee shop or, you know, whatever they, yeah. if, if there's something that makes sense, of course, that's an yeah. option.
0: So, hey, if you're wondering how you can put together an amazing client experience or maybe you're doing these in your business already and you're thinking about how you can innovate and change, I want to offer you a free gift. Go to my website at www.theallisonkay.com forward slash mini hyphen retreat playbook. If you go to the homepage of my website and scroll to the bottom, you can punch your email address in and get it sent directly to your inbox. It's my free gift. This is my five-step process that I use in creating every experience, retreat, and event that I do in my business. And I would love to be able to share it with you. Absolutely free. Head to my website again, www.dallisonkay.com forward slash mini hyphen playbook and grab your copy of that now. So right now, the way that you provide a client experience then is you do six months. Right, yeah, and it's three weeks on, and they get that week off to implement, uh, practice, whatever. What types of support do you offer during that integrative week? Do they have so go ahead, yeah,
1: so my clients are always welcome to you know, contact me but via email or you know, I have um texting support if they need something in between. I will often you know, I'm big on education and information. I believe that that's power, so totally. I will Absolutely. often. You know, suggest some resources that to support the work that we're doing, whether that's books or, um, you know, particular podcast episodes. If there's worksheets that I've developed, those kinds of things. um, I will absolutely offer that Mm -hmm. in between. And, you know, I'm also, it's not, that's the general schedule of how it goes. But if somebody's traveling one week or something, you know, we can flip flop whenever that integration week is going to be. Yeah. So really
0: what I'm hearing you say is you're promoting independent learning during that time and you're giving them some flexibility too, which is really important when you're talking about, you know, making major lifestyle overhauls. I mean, let's be honest, we're we're creatures of habit. We'll just we'll revert right back to doing what we've been doing, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, of course, and it. Yeah. I think that six month length, like, while that is sufficient for some people, like, mm-hmm. I think anybody can make change in that period of time, right? Yeah. Sustainable change. It's long yeah. enough to do that if you're really committed. Yeah. But you know, oftentimes people will get to the end of the six months, they'll be like, "Okay, well, I did that one thing, and now there's, now there's this that I want to work on."
0: Right. Right.
1: Right. And yeah, because there's always know, as- something else exactly right and right. you know probably much like yourself i am always growing and evolving myself and so want to be able to work with people that are also invested in that our journeys of self discovery it's this is the life that we have to live yeah. and yeah,
0: absolutely. you know
1: let's do it
0: yeah absolutely i love it so so let's talk a little bit about some of the challenges that you've had from a business perspective with running the two businesses really from kind of wanting to focus more on your coaching practice, which is really what I'm hearing you say. Um, Talk to me a little bit about some of the challenges that you've had in, in you know, number one, starting a second business and running it without feeling like it's running you. And also like from the standpoint of, you know, what it takes from you to really make sure that your clients are getting amazing results.
1: Mm. Yeah. Okay. So from the business standpoint, I think, particularly with the coaching practice, like there's a big learning curve there on yeah, a lot totally. of things. Yeah, so that, you know, there are some challenges there. Um, I'm not like a tech genius, so I have to figure things out and practice them and learn. Absolutely. You know, how, to, how to do that. And, you know, so those are some of the challenges. Obviously, having two different businesses in some ways, I think, lends it, you know, some ways that makes that a little bit easier for me. Like I'm used to being an entrepreneur and a solopreneur. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. the ups and downs and like, I'm used to that part of it. But I think the fact that I, you know, built such a successful first business in the beginning had me thinking that the second one would be, I don't want to say a piece of cake, but you know, I thought it, it would be your first
0: rodeo than it right. has been. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so that has, I have had to revise some of my, expectations and the time frame in which things happen and and that kind of thing. And you know, I I am still figuring out how to juggle all of that.
0: Yeah. Like well, the, and the I, I think it's and, I think you bring up a really good point. I think as a fellow entrepreneur and business leader, I can tell you that we can spend years honing our craft and then we add one small tiny thing that's a little bit new. And it's like, we're starting over in a lot of ways. And I think we have to really give ourselves permission, you know, to kind of be a student, right? Because yeah. I think if we're modeling the work that we're actually teaching, you know, I think it really helps us show up a lot more powerfully.
1: I think that is so important, what you just said, because one of the, one of the values that I have is that I draw my, like, how I help someone else is based mm-hmm. off of, my own lived experience. so not that I put my story onto someone else, but i I really think deeply about the lessons yeah. and yeah. the things that I have lived and gone through and and then think about how can that help someone else mm-hmm. right? How might someone else relate to that? And I think that's true for my clients as well. Totally. like they mm-hmm. have a lot more resilience maybe than they recognize. Yeah, they know while maybe they're changing this one thing over here, they've been through other things. And yep. so I think our our the wisdom of our own lived experience can really help us, and there's maybe a point at which, you know we we might have some unrealistic expectations yeah. on how far it can yeah. take us because we don't know everything of absolutely. Course, absolutely. More Could not agree learn. with you
0: more. What are some of the challenges that you've had with clients? like challenges that they've either brought to you or maybe you've had a challenging situation? and mm. as a business owner, you're trying to you know, ensure that they're getting what they need, but at the same time, you're kind of stretching your own wings and adding this new this new avenue. What are some of the challenges that you face from that? Yeah, end?
1: well, I think because of the nature of my businesses and my background in mental health, one of the things that I have to really suss out with coaching clients is whether they are, in fact, well-suited for coaching uh-huh. and don't need counseling. Yeah. Because I cannot. There's a little bit of a difference there.
0: and for, But for a lot of people, they probably don't think there's much of a difference, right?
1: They may not. But there are, I mean, with coaching, I can use a lot of my
0: absolutely
1: skills, mm-hmm. but I'm not providing treatment on a mental health disorder. Yeah. Right,
0: right. 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 I got and you. And so
1: that's a major difference. And, you know, I'm thinking of there was one client that I did agree to work with who, um, you know had a certain set of goals when we started out and then had some life circumstances happen which needed attention and probably you know we we agreed actually halfway through that that she was going to terminate the the coaching perspective because she wasn't really in a place where she could be advancing and making that kind of de- like self-development change she needed to handle what was going on in her life but That's a situation where had I known ahead of time, I may not have, like, she might have been better suited for counseling than for coaching. So that's that's one thing that I want to make sure that the clients are, you know, getting what they need and Mm. that I am the best person to be able to provide that. Yeah,
0: I totally get that. And I think that's a really relevant concern. So, and unfortunately, I will say this, I do feel like a lot of coaches out there really don't have can't look at it through that that lens, you know? They just see, I think I can help this person, so let's go, right? Yes.
1: Um yeah. And so yeah. that is maybe a little bit of the fine line for any, you know, if there's anyone in yeah. your audience who's also a therapist who, you know, then yeah. moved into coaching, I think we do have kind of a unique sort of where do you flip that switch yeah. because yeah, the, yeah. I got the, you. you know, yeah. there's that. Um and then You know, otherwise, I would say one of the biggest challenges with clients is just um, get. You know, I guess, helping them to learn about me and my work, to have a large enough audience and forum and platform where they would know that this is even an option for them. Yeah, right. And I think being able to. Clarify exactly what coaching is, because that again, like absolutely, it's not mainstream. Coaching isn't no. really
0: mainstream, though, right? right.
1: And yeah. people hear life coach and they think, oh, that's some foofy thing, or right? They totally. have their own ideas about I it. I would and, agree with that. Yeah, you know, well, there are perhaps some coaches out there. There are also those of us who are very highly educated, very well trained, mm-hmm. very committed to, you know, helping clients improve their lives and you know, good at it.
0: Yeah. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk for a few minutes about some of the wins that you've had as a business owner and helping people wearing all these different hats that you're able to do, um, yeah. you know, very well. I mean, what are some wins that you can share with my audience?
1: Okay. So like client success stories or wins on the business end or what? Both. Okay. Both. Um, Well, what I will say, I am very proud of myself that for my first year in business as a coach Mm -hmm. and also with the counseling practice, like we had a profit on both
0: ends. Fantastic! That's all. I think that's pretty incredible
1: for first year out. Mm -hmm. Um, So that that's good. And I did, you know, I had set a goal for myself on the coaching end. I wanted to at least repay the cost of my coaching certification and education and I exceeded that by $10,000. So, fantastic. Also pretty yeah. good. Yeah. That's um, always
0: great because I think in the beginning it's just like starting any new business. You sort of like start from behind the eight ball, you know, and oh, you know and then kind of play yeah, catch up so to speak. For so the sure. fact that you were able to do that so quickly is amazing. Yes, I yeah.
1: I would agree. I was very pleased with that yeah. result. Yeah. Um Fabulous. and then, you know, Client-wise, some of their wins and successes, things that, you know, I have heard from them kind of once we're done with the program or even sometimes halfway through is, you know, these skills completely changed my life. I use them on a daily basis. Um, One client has several small children. and She told me she's teaching these skills to her children so that they can learn how to manage and process their emotions and be curious about their thinking from a very early age. Like, imagine what those people are going to be by the time they're wow. adults.
0: Wow. I, I, I mean, it's like we need more of that in the world, too. Yes. Really. So yeah. So
1: I really, you know, kudos to her because she really took a lot of what we work together to to yeah. do to learn and then be able to share that with her family. So yeah. that That's you know, wonderful. That was huge. Yeah. Um, you know, people also tell me their lives are so much calmer. They're so much happier than they used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, one client of mine was like, people come up to me and they're like, what, what are you doing? You're so different. Like, you yeah. just really changed. They just noticed that something's himself. different. I
0: think that's always yeah. a, a big compliment when, when people say something and you're really not expecting it. And you're like, oh, well,
1: What do you mean?
0: You know, and they're like, I don't know. There's just something that's different about you.
1: Exactly. Right. Right. And for the multiple people to say that, I mean, it must be pretty evident in various circumstances. Like he really changed.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, you know what they say? I really believe this too, that we we become the sum of the people that we spend the most time with.
1: mm. So
0: it's, you know, when you're playing a role in somebody's life like that, and they're able to really up level and change really at the core of who they are. I mean, I just think right then and there, that reconfirms why you do what you do, right?
1: Absolutely, it does. Yeah. Yeah, I love it.
0: So I'm guessing there's some, you know, I know there's some business owners listening who are just wondering, you know, maybe they're thinking about starting a second business. Maybe they're thinking about pivoting. Maybe they're kind of reconfiguring what a client experience should look like. Because that's yeah. one of the reasons why I do this show. And I'm just wondering what type of practical advice or or anything that you could offer that might be just a helpful tip or something to keep in mind, something for business owners to walk away with. What would you say?
1: Okay. Well, I think this is true for business owners as well as anyone providing client experiences. I think it it's true for both people, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big proponent of start where you are which essentially i know again that's kind of like a buzzword but what i mean by that is really taking stock and acknowledging like what is true now what is actually happening so that when you're making that map of where i want to go do i want to launch the other business like you you have some coordinates for how to get there you might yeah. not know all the steps yeah. but you really only need to know where you are to take that first step which is probably like, in my case, it was making a decision and just really committing like, okay, I'm going to do it. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know how long it's going to take or exactly what form, but I'm,
0: I'm going. And those are the things that keep so many people where they are for a long time. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I'm glad that you're, it's, you know, that's something that's just so simple that we don't think of it as like, what's your best piece of advice. We're kind of expecting something more complicated, but but the fact that that's so simple is like just something that just needs to be repeated, I think.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, with the with the clients, when you're providing whatever kind of experience for them, like when you can see them for where they are and who they are in that moment, like I think that's invaluable because yeah. sometimes they don't recognize it. Right. Yeah. They might be living in some, you know, a thought process that's not grounded in, in reality, it's what they think should be happening or what yeah. they, you know, what yeah. they want to have happen. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And so
1: that again is like a place from, especially if you're someone who works with p- helping people create change mm-hmm. and to just yeah. destigmatize that, like, it's fine. This is no judgment. It's just yeah. where we are. It's not where we're going to stay, Yeah, but it's where we're going to start. But we
0: got to start somewhere too. Yeah. We have to like, identify, look, this is where I am. It's probably not where I'm going to be in a month or whatever, but this is where I am. So let's go. Right. Right. All
1: right. And then beyond that, I would say, again, very simple, but just take the next available step.
0: Yeah. Love it. Right.
1: Because we it. don't, you know, I think particularly if you have a really big goal, you mm-hmm. don't, there's no way to know how you're going to get there from where you are now. Yeah. So all you can do is. Yeah. Just we don't have a crystal
0: what, ball. Right. And What's just because we take a step forward doesn't mean that's going to be the right step. But the right. worst case is we'll find out it's not and we'll take another step. Right. Yeah.
1: Because they think you you create some momentum. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. whatever step you take, you get the momentum going yeah. and then it's easier to keep it going. Yeah. So that hardest part is that first that first start. Yeah.
0: One of my um one of one of my coaches has she's she refers to making decisions as going through a set of doors. So, you Mm. picture, like, I don't know if you remember back, I might be dating myself when I say this, back to, you know, let's make a deal and the price is right. When all those shows, those game shows were like really okay, yeah, behind door number
1: one, there's yes, okay, behind
0: door number one is this, and behind door number two, right? But you think you go through, you you agonize over making a decision or a choice or what do I do first, right? So, we go through the door, and guess what? There's another door there. So, you know what? You make another decision and you go through that door. And then after a while, the better you get at making decisions, the faster you can open those doors. So that's right. the whole point: is that it's, it's you know, you take one step, then guess what? You take another, then you take another, and then before you know it, you become a ninja at doing that as you're figuring out what the next thing is.
1: Step, yes. Yeah. And with you, also, I think get to a point where you understand like there's never going to not be doors, right? You're yeah. Always, they're right. they're always going to keep. Well, coming. And
0: successful yeah. people just make a lot of decisions and they right. make them quickly. They're not right. always right, you know, the, the decisions right. that prove out to be right. But the fact is, decision making is a meta skill. So I think so. Sure. Right. Yep. Any parting words? Any parting words? Um, well,
1: I guess based on that, I would just say, you know, to your audience, anybody thinking about, you know, either working with a coach or starting a business or some other pursuit in their life, that really what to underscore what you you think Mm -hmm. is like you're right whether you think you can or whether you think you can't like that's going to be your truth and so just be really clear with yourself be really intentional and really deliberate about is this what I'm I'm choosing this on purpose or I'm Mm -hmm. deciding to think this about myself on purpose because just in in my own life and what I've seen with clients in their lives is that we can do things way beyond what we think is possible for us. Yes, but we have to be open absolutely. to that. We have to be open to that, to even try. Yes, And so, you know, if you're thinking about it, I would say go for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Where can people find you, Leslie?
1: Sure. So um, I am online. So my website is com. I am also on Facebook and Instagram as Mm -hmm. Leslie Martin Coaching. It's L E S L E Y M A R T I N Coaching dot dot com or on Facebook and Instagram. I'm also on LinkedIn. You can find me under there, same Leslie Martin. Also,
0: okay, fantastic. I really appreciate you making time to talk with me today and sharing what you're doing in terms of providing a world-class client experience for my audience. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. You are so welcome. And like I said, such a pleasure, my honor to be here. Absolutely.
0: So all of you out there listening to this, um, you might want to bookmark this chat as something that you go back and listen to again, especially if you're looking at what could be next for you and your business and your life and how you're providing your own client experiences and whatever area of expertise um, you're contributing to the world in. If you have a friend or colleague who you think could benefit from hearing this episode, please be sure you share the link with them as a free gift from me. You're welcome to connect with me on my website at www.theallisonk.com and send me a note or you're welcome to reach out to me and someone on my team or myself will take care of that for you. In this space is where we talk about how to create amazing client experiences. Client experiences are not just transactions, It's a chance for us to really create meaningful change for somebody else. And it it takes a village. So you think of one change being the ripple effect for many, many others. That's what I got for you on today's show. We'll see you on the next episode.